Coming up on today's Locked On Hawkeyes podcast, Trent Condon joined by LaShawn Daniels, a former Hawkeye running back, and Iowa's got another running back that has burst onto the speed from Ohio. We'll talk about Caleb Johnson and what LaShawn saw in that. The running game, still some struggles in there. What's going wrong with the Hawkeye offensive line that's coming your way? We'll talk about the defense, and again, why didn't we see the backup quarterback? All coming up on today's Locked On Hawkeyes podcast. Our Locked On Hawkeyes, your daily podcast on the Iowa Hawkeyes. Part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. Trent Cotton here, LaShawn Daniels there. This is the Locked On Hawkeyes podcast. Thanks for making Locked On Hawkeyes your first listen each and every day. Iowa gets the win, 27-0 over Nevada. And LaShawn here with us as we're going to break things down, get his perspective on things. LaShawn, people have heard me here on the podcast, instant reaction that I finally flipped on the microphone at about 2.15, I think it was, on Sunday morning after that game came to a conclusion. Had a recap after re-watching things uh, Sunday night that posted on Monday. So, now we'll give you a little bit of breathing room. I think people have got my takes on things. Iowa gets a victory, 27-0, but boy, what a weird, wild, wacky night it turned out to be. Sitting in the locker room for that time, it's it just absolutely incredible, but Iowa, ultimately, they get the job done. How are you doing today? Yeah, doing good, doing good. I mean, regardless, you know, uh, you know how I'm feeling, I'm always feeling good whenever Iowa gets a win on the weekend, regardless of how it, how it turns out. So uh, not doing too bad um, this week. The running game is the story, at least to me. We're going to talk about the passing game and some still concerns for me that I've talked about the last couple of episodes, LaShawn. But want to start with the running game. Obviously, your forte as a former Hawkeye running back. You know the zone scheme and what they're trying to do. And what you saw, another Ohio guy. That Ohio pipeline continues <laughs> at the running back spot. Caleb Johnson, young man that was committed to Cal for a number of months uh, back during the summer before his senior year, ended up flipping his commitment to Iowa last October. They got a gem. And I talked to a few people out there. I have uh, some family in Cleveland, and they said they thought they got a good one. You know, he was never going to be a guy that was probably going to get an Ohio State or a Michigan offer, but they were surprised that there wasn't more interest in Caleb Johnson, that you know, the Iowas and the Wisconsins and the Minnesotas and kind of that next tier, if you will, of Big Ten school, even a Penn State were not sniffing around. Really talented guy, put together. He put a lot of big numbers up at the high school level. What did you see from Caleb Johnson? Yeah, uh, first things first, obviously he's a pretty well put together uh, guy for a freshman, right? I mean, it's it's not too, too often, right? You get guys that uh, not only have... Uh, you know, good height and good build to him, but also got like good weight and everything behind him as well. Right. I mean, I think he's listed probably like 215, 220. Right. And um, so that's a pretty, pretty big guy. Right. Pretty put, well put together. And another thing that I noticed just from watching him on Saturday was obviously his speed. Right. That was the thing that we saw uh, really on full on display on Saturday. Um, he, showcase that when he got got his opportunities and, and really made the most of him um by you know really really showcasing that that open field and finding a way to get into the end zone gets it done twice the first one a 40 yarder that one he showed the power that he has in the lower body 
went through an arm tackle on that one, and he was cutting back as he did it. It it felt like from a guy that never played running back at any kind of level, that, that was difficult to do, going through, making your way through the arm tackle while he was cutting. Really impressed on that one. Yeah, yeah. I thought he did a fantastic job running behind his pads. Right. I mean, he wasn't staying up too tall. Right. He got those pads down right before he was about to hit, get contact and was able to keep that uh, good contact balance and stay on his feet. And then basically just let letting what what his ability is to do the rest of the work. Right. So that's a great, great run by him. Obviously, the second run uh, still, although it's good. Right. We saw speed. I mean, it was fantastic blocking. Right. No one was there. Um, but, yeah, that first that first touchdown run was very, very impressive. Right, we saw his quick feet. We saw him read the hole and then burst through the hole, and that was, I think, the the biggest uh, reason why he was able to score that touchdown. Right, after you make that cut and you have that burst after it, right when you see the space, um, there's no dilly dallying, there's no pitter patting with your feet. It's just like you kind of hit it and go, because then that puts the defense um, in worse angles, right, which then forces them to try to make arm tackles, which with Caleb's build, right? He's going to be breaking a bunch of arm tackles if people continue to try to tackle him like that. So I was very, very impressed with, um, you know, Caleb's extended um, playing time on Saturday and looking forward to, you know, building off of that and getting him to see more involved in the passing game Mm -hmm. um, as well. So, yeah, I think I'm I'm very, very excited for his future uh, as I was running back. He looked really good out there. Gavin Williams, of course, got the start. LaShawn Williams and thoughts and prayers with him and his family. After the passing of his father, he was not available, and he was back. In fact, it was a Saturday that the funeral was, so he was not available, but great to see the freshman step up, step up there. Also got to see a little bit of Jazzy on Patterson uh, late in that football game. He ends up getting six carries. Look, you're playing with a lot of reserves in the offensive line, but he looked a little more put together than I anticipated. You no, know, it was kind of that thunder and lightning package. It felt like we were getting with these two guys coming in, but Patterson a little bit bigger than I anticipated seeing him out there on the field. <laughs> yeah, he, he did look pretty big out there and he ran pretty hard. Right. I mean, uh, anytime you get an opportunity uh, to play in a football game on Saturdays, a freshman, right. As like, or as a young guy in general, right. It's, it's, it's always a good, for, good opportunity for you and to go out there and, um, you know, put some good things on on tape and show off like like yeah, like I can like I can do this pretty well too is is a good thing. And yeah, it seems like I was doing pretty good in the um running back recruiting department so far. And uh hopefully they can keep that up. I mean, it, it's always a good thing when you can get well developed, um, put together running backs. Um, mm-hmm. because running backs is it's really one of those positions that they can really help your team early on in their careers. It's not like some of those other positions where they do kind of have to develop a little bit um, further before they can really make a real impact. And so the more reps that that those young guys can continue to get is only going to be better for, for the Hawkeyes. So we saw the young guys out there for the Hawks and getting it done in the run game. Gavin Williams uh, finished just shy of four yards per carry coming back off the injury. Didn't seem like he had a, a whole lot of bursts there, but also, the offensive line really had some struggles. Mentioned those numbers from Pro Football Focus. They were not pretty, again, for this offensive line. What are you seeing up front? Where where are the deficiencies in this run game? Running back, I, I think we feel good. It's not like this is back going way back in the day to 2004 where, God bless his heart, but Sam Brownlee's out there as a walk-on <laughs> trying to get things done. I'm sure you probably heard those stories. It feels like there's talent in the running back room. What are you seeing? Where are the problems up front? 
this is a bad Nevada defense and they still were not able to run the football. Yeah. Yeah. Um, thing is, is very, very frustrating. I think for the offensive line and their performance, I feel like they, they know that they're not at the level that they really need to be in, be at. And I mean, even though Gavin, right. Still didn't look like he had the quite, quite a burst that we're kind of used to seeing from him. I mean, there's still a bunch of times where he's getting tackled or at least getting hit right. Two yards in the backfield. Right. I mean, in, in our offense, I mean, taking any negative yardage plays on first first and second down, it's almost like, hey, let's just get ready for the punt team because, uh, you know, we're, we're, we're having struggles uh, staying on, on track and on pace for like on regular down and distances. So for that to be happening and, and guys basically running free to, you know, in our backfield is it, it, it's it's an issue, right? And I th- feel like a lot of it is going to is really again it's it's young guys in um, playing full speed reps, right? It's a lot different than than being in practice, even though they're going against one of the best defenses they'll go against, right? In practice, right? It still is just a little bit different when you get in the games. And I think it's right now again, it's still a lot of young guys, right? They're trying to mesh and come together, um, but there are times right, where they just make just kind of basic basic mistakes right that mm-hmm. i feel like are things that really get covered again and probably the first week of installs during fall camp or in spring practices right i mean there's times where hey we're running the inside zone right and you know the the d lineman that they're going against right uh slashes behind them right and now that like the next guy over is supposed to be taking him over. It doesn't get taken over or linebackers are filling in the gaps and they're kind of just running free, just getting untouched or where the linemen they're seeing them late and they're just barely getting a hand on them. Right. I feel like it's a lot of things that it's just it's basic fundamental stuff that I feel like that they're really, that they're really missing out on right now. Right. I mean, regardless if, if we're getting creative or, and whatnot, like I feel like when it comes to our basic run game, Right. If we can't get that stuff done, like being creative and and wanting to do all these different things really doesn't matter at the end of the day. Right. Because like, what's the point of trying to add different wrinkles and all these different things in in our offense if, you know, we can't even do the basic stuff up front. Right. And I feel like that's a lot of issues right now when it comes to fundamentals and knowing the guys who we should be picking up when the defense does move. Right. And a lot of teams that we play against. Uh, guys move around all the time, whether it's on the D line and linebackers are flying around and moving in different gaps. And I feel like just right now, like our eyes aren't right on the interior, uh, especially like really on the interior part of the line, right? Really from the, from the guard, from the left guard to right guard spots, right? I feel like right now, like they're not gelling the way that they um, probably anticipated they would have gelled. And that's going to be very, very important for these next few weeks because right now it's, it's been, it's been, tough sledding trying to run it um inside um pretty much all year yeah the offensive line has had those issues in there logan jones the uh, of course first time starter at the center position he has had his issues this year tyler ellsbury though a guy that has been on the depth chart do wonder about him and him getting a little bit more run he graded out as the top offensive lineman both in the running blocking and in uh, the pass blocking grade and overall for the hawkeyes in his 27 snaps maybe that will help out at the guard position for the Hawks going forward. And Mason Richmond you know, coming back healthy now. He was banged up a lot of August camp. Looked like at left tackle, he's starting to find his footing a little bit more. Now I got to put it all together, right? Connor Colby, I thought he struggled a little bit. 
Got to get all five of those guys. And we've talked about it before, LaShawn. This is working in unison. It's not about yeah. having an All-American. It's not about having one or two good guys. You need all five guys playing well. Yeah, yeah. Offensive lines, like, it's, that's really, like, the one position group where all guys got to be firing on all cylinders probably there and, uh, you know, defensive back, right? Like, your guys, like, you guys have to be, like, even if you have a superstar on your offensive line, if everyone else isn't on the same page, like, it really doesn't matter, right? Because you can't create that type of impact that, that you want to create, right? So these guys just got to, they, they're going to have to continue to work work on these uh, different things and really, really hone on these fundamentals because now this stuff is going to get even more important, right, as we get into Big Ten play, right? I mean, right, we're not going to be going against Nevada defense every week, yeah. right? Like, that's not... Yeah. yeah, like that's not going to happen, right? We're going to be going against other other Power Five, Big Ten um, defensive players, right, who are on scholarship, who are going to be relatively highly recruited guys, right? So it's not going to get any easier. And if our fundamentals, right, and our eyes aren't right, um, you know, for against these teams, right, our physical ability, it's it's not it's not going to be relevant whatsoever, right? Because guys are going to be all over the place, and we're going to be making the same mistakes kind of over and over again. So those are things that are going to have to be corrected and get fixed, which I'm sure that they're going to be harping on again um, all week. So, Well, it's Big Ten play starting this week and the first road trip of the season for Iowa as they head out to Piscataway and take on Rutgers. We'll talk about that. What it's like starting Big Ten play? Is there a flip switch inside the walls of Fort Kinnick? Well, we talked about the positives in the running game and some of the negatives. We also got to talk about the passing game. Showed improvement, just how much improvement and the defense elite once again as they pitch a shutout. That's all as we continue here. This is the Locked On Hawkeyes podcast. From cringing at the pump to getting an eye-popping check at your favorite restaurant, inflation is hitting us all where it hurts, and it really hurts. That's why I've started using Upside. Upside, great app for anyone who wants to buy gas, groceries, dines out, and we all do that stuff. With every purchase, I'm earning cash back thanks to Upside. I've used it a couple of times at the pump. Save big, big money on each gallon of gas. Love that. I got a big SUV. Happy to save money whenever I can and get to try it out here this week with a restaurant. It is Upside. Download the Upside app today. It's free. Use promo code LOCKED and you'll get $5 or more cash back on your first purchase of $10 or more. Again, that promo code is LOCKED. $5 or more cash back on your first purchase of $10 or more. Claim an offer whenever you're inside and you're buying on Upside. Check in at the business that you're at and just pay as usual with your credit card, your debit card, and you'll get paid. You can see why people are using it. A 4.8 star user rating on the App Store. Over a million dollars saved each and every week with Upside. Download the free Upside app. Use promo code LOCK. $5 or more cash back on your first purchase of $10 or more. Again, this is a no doubt about it offer. $5 or more back on your first purchase of $10 or more just using the promo code LOCKED for Upside. LaShawn, we continue here on the Lockdown Hawkeyes podcast and want to get into what you saw in the passing game. Steps forward. It wasn't great. I thought Spencer Petras, again, left a lot of throws out there, but having his full complement receivers, Keegan back, Nico back, see a little bit more of Brody Breck. The touchdown pass, he almost overthrew him in a wide open wheel route, but ultimately Arlen Bruce made the play there. It was a step forward, but maybe not as big of a step forward as we hoped against that brutal Nevada defense. Yeah, um, there was definitely some encouraging things that, you know, I saw, right? For starters, just them taking shots, right, is 
encouraging to me, right? I mean, I hate watching teams, right, in all game. They're just kind of just throwing it, check, checking it down, basically throwing five yards, short routes. Um, you know, it, it's frustrating to watch because, first off, like, you're not opening up your offense at all, right? The defenses eventually just stop respecting the ability that you're going to push the ball down the field, and then they can just load up the box, right, and, and you know, be like, hey, we're, we're literally daring you to beat us, and then, you know, you still don't do it, right? I mean, heck, we even see it sometimes on Sundays, right? Well, if you watch the Bears-Packers game last night, right, I mean, watching the Bears offense try to muster up some type of offense was, was non-existent, right? They never pushed the ball down the field, I think, uh, Justin Fields threw the ball, like drop back the pass, I think like 15 or so times. Right. So seeing us start to take shots on Saturday was very, very encouraging. Right. Um, but I feel like that now that has to be like a more consistent thing, right? Like it can't just be a, you know, we're just going to take shots against, you know, this poor Nevada team, um, you know, and hopefully we connect one, right. Like it's gotta be something that's going to have to be kind of consistent, right. We got to have, some type of shots, like whether we're taking, you know, a couple every single quarter, right, just to get teams off of our back to, uh, you know, start to respect the pass. And another thing about taking those shots is you're giving your guys a chance, right? You got to remember, like, you're giving your guys a chance, right? These guys, obviously, we've had some some walk-ons and things like that, not our full complement of receivers over in over the past few weeks. But now that we're starting to get those guys back and getting those guys in the game, right? You got to remember, like, these guys were were recruited guys, right? They're heavily recruited guys uh, to play Division One football as a receiver, right? So these guys have ability to go up and get the football, right? And this is the way you give them that chance, by taking those shots and pushing the ball down the field, um, giving those guys opportunities, right? And it's only going to help the offense that much more, even if you don't connect every single one of them, right? Because realistically, you're not, right? I mean, there are going to be missed throws. There's going to be great plays by the defense. There's going to be drops, right? Those things happen. But if you do connect on on one or two, right, even if you connect on, you know, just one a game, right, that's still, it still makes the defense, they have to respect that, right? Because giving up explosive plays um, are a recipe for losing, right? And so if you can create those as an offense, right, only puts yourself in a much better position. And then obviously, we know the quarterback position uh, situation, right? We we know that they're going to stick with Spencer at this point, right? So now it's just on him now, like, continue to rep that out more, right? Getting that confidence just to be like, hey, you know what? At this point in time, like, I really got nothing to lose. Like, right, I might as well just start slinging it and just, you know, <laughs> let my arm strength that I have, right, and, and put it to work. So, um Spencer's going to have to improve on his accuracy on the deep ball, but, you know, trying to actually force those things deep and pushing the offense a little bit deeper, I think is going to be a very, very good thing for not only the offense, but also for Spencer, right? Because we've seen him struggle a little bit with that um, short to intermediate accuracy. And I think mm -hmm. just pushing the ball downfield a little bit is going to help, you know, ease him a little bit, kind of get allow him to relax and play a little bit um, more confident the back end especially if you can connect on on a couple of those well we saw some positive signs at least forward out of the passing game i think there's still a long long ways to go as we continue here i want to get Lashawn's perspective on this everybody played except for the backup quarterback am i making something out of nothing we'll get Lashawn's perspective on that and big 10 play it is Rutgers. it's the first road trip we'll go inside the locker room when Lashawn was playing as we continue here in a moment this is Locked on Hawkeyes.
All right, back with you one final time, LaShawn, as uh, we break things down. So everybody's playing late in the game. We're going through. We're seeing every backup possible in third-teamers and four-teamers. Everybody's getting some snaps, except for the quarterback. Now, after the game, it was what, 1.45 in the morning when that thing wrapped up, too. So maybe that had something to do with it. It didn't pop into my mind until afterwards. And, and I got thinking the next day on Sunday, after I woke back up, I thought, that was odd. Is this media guy trying to make something out of it? Is this me on the radio trying to come up with controversy? Or is there something that we read into that? Everybody, all the backups are in there, yet Spencer Petrus is still taking every single snap. <sighs> So with this, honestly, I don't know, right? I was kind of thinking the same thing. I was like, oh, okay. I was like, yeah, I'm like, I'm like now, okay, we're up by, by quite a bit. Obviously, Nevada is not going to have anything on offense, right? So I'm not really worried about them going down and scoring. So like at this point, right, let's get some other guys some reps, right? Let's get some some actual tape on them on an actual, actual game, right? And see what we're working with, right? So I thought it was a little strange that the quarterback – other quarterbacks didn't get any reps on Saturday. Um, and as you just mentioned, right, right, it could have just been the fact that, hey, you know, it's it's late now, right? I mean, the game's been delayed like three times, right? Spencer's been in it, like, might as well just leave him in there, right? There's no point of trying to get, you know, a quarterback now back to being full, fully warmed up, right? Right. And mm-hmm. um, all those different things and getting them in the game. Right. So, I mean, that could have been a piece of it, but still, I just thought it was very, very weird. Right. I mean, the game was in hand um, and it would have been nice to see those other quarterbacks play. But part of it could have been Coach Ferentz just kind of sticking it to everyone. Like, yeah. hey, like, like, you know what? Forget it. Like, hey, I said this Spencer's going to be the quarterback. Spencer's going to be the quarterback. Right. And basically just kind of just letting him get get reps, but also, you know, keep him Spencer Spencer in there to obviously have a feeling like, hey, like, obviously the coach is like, we're still behind you, right? We still believe in you and all these different things. So obviously confidence is a big, big piece of any football player, let alone a quarterback. And, uh, you know, obviously just trying to get him, you know, guess more positive reps before heading into Big Ten play, right? Because um, obviously Big Ten play does change things. Things start moving a lot faster. The games get a lot more competitive, right? So it's going to be, so they probably want to make sure that Spencer was right and ready to go, um, you know, before Big Ten play starts. And part of that is just obviously just leaving him in there and, and taking all the reps. Just an odd one. We'll put a pin on it and just something to keep in the back of your mind. I just reps are so important. Game reps are so important. You have a backup that's an injury away from going out there and playing again. We haven't seen Padilla all year long. This is a perfect opportunity. I mean, you think that Spencer Peters behind this offensive line is going to be completely healthy all season long. Even if he is a starter all season long, it feels like a stretch. I think you're right. I think this is stubborn Kirk coming out again and saying, hey, you think you guys know football? I know football, and Spencer is going to be the quarterback going forward. Well, you bet you the start of Big Ten play. So you guys go through your non-conference when you're playing. Big Ten play starts up, and for Iowa, it's Rutgers. A Rutgers team that certainly improved. Shiano's got them much better. But when the Big Ten slate starts, I mean, is there a different vibe inside the building? We've talked about rivalry games and how it does feel different. How about when you get ready for that first Big Ten game? Yeah, so everyone knows that, obviously, Big Ten play, that's the most important part of the season, right? Like, obviously, every single game is important, um, right? I mean, you only get so many opportunities on Saturdays to play, um, and non-conference games are part of that. But we know that for our goals and the goals that we're trying to accomplish, right, all that stuff, really gets taken care of in Big Ten play, 
right? So we know that our intis- our intensity has to has to start ramping up, right? We've got to be um, locked in a lot more, uh, typically, because I mean, for most part, right? Like we don't like Iowa hasn't gone and typically done like the big kind of non conference games like in the first few games of the year, besides really Iowa State, right? I wish we would, but you know we didn't, right? But now you're getting to the point in time like okay now we're going against some other really really good football players really good good coaches um and all these different things so our intensity has to wrap up our preparation has to be better right and a lot of times right that's that's not it's not really on in the practice on the practice field right cuz now right as we start to get into the bulk of the season right we're not going to be hitting as much all these different things so it's going to be more important that every single rep that we when we are hitting or we are in pads right that those things get those reps are taken more seriously and we are focusing on the things that need to be worked on because, Hey, when we get into actually on, on the Saturday playing another big 10 team, things are going to be moving fast. Right. And we want to make sure that obviously we're fresh, but obviously our technique is, is up to par where, where it needs to be. And then again, we also have to make sure that our preparation in the film room is taken up a notch as well. Right. Cause again, they're going to be doing a lot more different things than typically um, some of the smaller schools do right? Mainly because of the resources they have, um, the coaches they have, all those different things, right? So it's not going to be, it's, it's never, a Big Ten game is never easy. And we know that. And we know that all of our goals that we're trying to accomplish, get accomplished during the Big Ten uh, season. Well, and that is the game. We'll start to break things down a little bit more here throughout this week and improve Rutgers team. And I don't know if you saw, I was favored a little over a touchdown right now, but the over under the game is 34 and a half. I've I've never seen I don't, without weather being involved a power conference over under at 34 and a half. Oh, what a time to be alive, LaShawn. <laughs> yeah, I love it. I love it. I mean, I was going to say, I mean, Rutgers, they don't score too many points on offense. Yep. Um, so, yeah, we might be in for a, a defensive game, right? I mean, heck, like, I, was, I remember when we played Rutgers, I think my senior year, the game was like, 14 to seven or something 14 like that. Seven. Oh yeah. 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 <laughs> so, uh, yeah, I could definitely see that, that under hitting. So, uh, yeah, it'll be, it'll be an interesting game for sure. Well, we will talk about that when we get back with you on Friday, LaShawn, a lot of fun, good breakdown. Caleb Johnson. We'll see. Maybe a star was born here on Saturday night into Sunday. Now, did you make it to the end of the game or were you sleeping? <laughs> by the time that no, I made it. I made it to the end. I don't know what I, I honestly, I don't even remember what I was doing. I think I was just kind of <laughs> up and around, yeah. Uh, just kind of cleaning stuff around the house and uh, just getting some things done and watching some of the other football games uh, that were on uh, that night. But yeah, I did end up staying to, uh, to watch the entire game. Probably should have went and got some rest because <laughs> I mean, it wasn't anything like anything too exciting happened. But uh, yeah, you know, I'm out. I got that black and gold uh, blood. So, you know, stuck it through all the way to the end. Same thing. I did an instant reaction podcast. It was a late, late night, and <laughs> the kids were up early, early the next day, but yeah, that's all right. Talking Iowa football, not a bad thing. Hey, speaking mm-hmm. of looking forward, the uh, Big Ten opener at home at Kinnick Stadium against Michigan has been announced today. It will be the big noon kickoff, obviously 11 a.m. Central time, uh, but big noon kickoff. That will be the big noon game on there, so looking forward to that. Michigan coming to town, and uh, we've had some great moments against the Wolverines in the past. Let's hope it's a little bit better than what we saw in the championship game a week ago. Still another game before that. LaShawn, we'll talk about it on Friday. Appreciate your time. Mm-hmm. Appreciate it. Go Hawks.